letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. I've written a letter to Daddy saying I love you. We've written a letter to Murphy. Hi. Welcome to Dear Ryan Murphy, a 20-minute comedy recap podcast. And beyond. (laughs) Welcome, listeners, new and old. Each week, we mine comedic gold from the dark and dreary coal mines of Ryan Murphy's various TV projects. It's less sexual than it sounds. Or is it? Uh, This week, we've got our usual batch of segments. One takes speed recaps. Two assholes talking about the episode. And reenactments of clips from the show. Why don't we just use clips? What? Why don't we just use clips? I don't... Like, clips from the episode. I don't want to cease and desist. But, like, why don't we just, like, you know, cut out things from the show? There's serious copyright issues. Clips Clips never fail. You know, like, at the Oscars, they show clips, and they know what they're doing. They're the Oscars. I hate so much. No, you don't. You know nothing about me. You invite me here every week. You're in love with me. I've really (laughs) tied my wagon to the wrong drunk horse. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, and we will be right back. This week, American Horror Story Cult. Episode 6, Midwestern Assassin. Alternate titles. Back to the Future, but also the past. Billy Eichner's Big Gay Sex Scene. Meadows Lament. Or Sarah Paulson gets her groove back. But first, our one-take speed recap of the whole episode. Go easy on Sarah Paulson's stupid character this week, boys. episode starts. And we're in the middle of a rally for Trump-loving city council candidate Evan Peters, who's riling up a crowd of jumpy racists. We are the wall! We are the wall! All of a sudden, boom! A shot is heard! And an actual mass shooting ensues. And the shooter is progressive lesbian Sarah Paulson! But it's the beginning of the episode, so maybe it isn't? Flashback to a scene from last episode where Billy Eichner's fag hag wife Meadow is shouting at Sarah Paulson that it's all a cult and her lesbian wife Ivy is in on it! Meadow gets captured and Sarah Paulson gets a random call from obnoxiously chiseled therapist Cheyenne Jackson, who doesn't exactly believe her about the cult thing. It sounds to me like you're having an episode. I'm not crazy! He tells her to get some sleep. Instead, she grabs a knife and heads out to Meadow's house, where she runs into gay husband Billy Eichner and Silver Fox Detective doing the dirty deed. Billy Eichner is a top. She finds Meadow tied up in the garage and escapes with her to the restaurant. Sarah Paulson demands Meadow tell her everything she knows about the alleged cult, and Meadow tells her everything. Flashback back. This entire episode is told in flashbacks. And we discover that fag hag wife Meadow is hardcore in love with Trump-loving Evan Peters. He toys with her emotions, whispering thematically appropriate sweet nothings into her ear. A larva bee has to shed its skin to become the queen. Meadow's really digging the whole cult thing until she overhears Trump-loving Evan Peters whispering the same thematically appropriate sweet nothings into wife Ivy's lesbian ears. Meadow freaks out, packs her bags, and screams at Trump-loving Evan Peters about how dumb his plan is. Naturally, Evan Peters decides to bury her alive, tying her up and calling her worthless. Oh, that's so hot. Then she gets thrown into the hole in the ground that we found her in last episode. Flash halfway forward, and we're back at Sarah Paulson's lesbian restaurant, where Meadow tells her that their only option is to kill Trump-loving Evan Peters. Flash halfway back to April 3rd, 2017, City Council Town Hall debate, where Evan Peters is once again 
begin riling up a bunch of jumpy racists. This town sucks. Enter character actress Mayor Winningham, who publicly calls out Trump-loving Evan Peters for being a snake oil salesman and a fake conservative, announcing her write-in candidacy for city council. Don't worry, we're reenacting the whole monologue later. Flash half halfway forward to November 9th, 2016, day after the election. Remember that time lesbian wife Ivy and Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Lord kidnapped bigoted Chaz Bono and locked him up so he couldn't vote? Well, there were consequences. Billy Lord says her brother can fix the mess they made and introduces Ivy to Trump-loving Evan Peters. Before you know it, he successfully blackmailed Ivy into doing the pinky swear fear oath in which she admits that she secretly hates Sarah Paulson. Like, a lot. Trump-loving Evan Peters is like, cool, 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 you can fuck my sister Billy Lord and in the meantime, we'll gaslight your wife so you can get custody of your kid. And Ivy's like, yeah, I'm down. Flash mostly halfway forward to character actress Mayor Winningham drinking scotch at home when she's interrupted by Sarah Paulson baning on her door. Can I come in? I own the butchery on Maine. We import our espresso beans from Italy. Sarah Paulson explains everything she knows about the cult as character actress Mayor Winningham lights up a joint saying she's not surprised. So you believe me? Nothing shocks me. I went to Berkeley. Suddenly the clown cult breaks into the house. Sarah Paulson hides in the bathroom but character actress Mayor Winningham gets captured. Evan Peters calls her the last of the intellectuals and posts a fake suicide note on her Facebook page. No one's gonna believe any of that. Of course they will. It's on Facebook. Then Evan Peters shoots Mayor Winningham which causes Sarah Paulson to scream. Hearing the scream, one of the cult members enters the bathroom where Sarah Paulson realizes it's Ivy. Ivy does not kill Sarah Paulson. Flash just a little bit forward to Sarah Paulson with obnoxiously chiseled therapist Cheyenne Jackson demanding to know where Meadow has gone. Flash an even smaller amount backwards to Meadow not telling Cheyenne Jackson the truth about the cult. Then flash the tiniest bit forward to Cheyenne Jackson trying to convince Sarah Paulson to admit herself into a rehabilitation program to which she responds, fuck you. Flash all the way forward but also backwards to the beginning of the episode to the rally for Trump-loving Evan Peters. Where it's revealed that the gun person is none other than fag-hag wife Meadow. Flashback. Last one, guys. To Evan Peters convincing Meadow mid-penetration that she needs to attempt to assassinate him to garner more support. Sarah Paulson is arrested. Ivy looks sad. And Evan Peters is taken away on a stretcher where the camera zooms in on his menacing, menacing grin. End, End of episode. episode. Even, Even Peters. Peters. <laughs> Nice work, boy! Maybe we should issue some sort of spoiler alert at the top of the episode. Here's a spoiler alert. These hosts are assholes. Seeking up. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Two assholes talking about the episode. Enjoy! Well, that was probably the best episode yet. That was a pretty great episode. Yeah, we were watching... And we no, watched, it was easily the best episode. Was, what am I saying? Absolutely. We watched it together this time. Together. For the first time. And I genuinely... First of all, watching TV, live TV with commercials is the worst. Or with other people. Oh, well, depends yeah. on the person. But yeah. I, I loved it. I was genuinely yes. enthralled. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it just... It kept jumping time like we did in our we were talking in our recap it was backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and it actually were i i wasn't one step ahead of it the whole time yeah. i would maybe i wasn't completely shocked I was by the appropriately twists, confused yes you right you know i was like oh i don't know what's going on but not in a way that makes me want to turn off the tv that's actually a really good phrase Thanks. appropriate confused well it's an okay. It's okay. <laughs> Appropriate confusion because yes. I feel like the first four episodes were. I think that just what it was too much confusion. Now right. that the gaps are like, and I mean specifically like, what the fuck are these chem trucks? Right. Like, this is just the one town. Like I, I've been confused about the stakes of it. Yes. This episode really filled in the gaps. Yes, and it makes me excited to see what's going. You know, it real. I you know, 
I feel more on board than ever. And the characters are, I feel like, like, I needed Meadow's storyline. Yes. Like, so Meadow, like, breaks, it seems like Meadow is breaking ranks and wants to leave the cult. Yes. She also says exactly what I needed the show to say, which is, what is the stupid plan you're going to take over the city council? She like, spoke this for all of This is dumb. Yes. Uh, yes. And I needed the show to say that. Yes. Right. Um, and so the finally, like, it's clear. Now that that's exposed. Now it's yes, okay. It's been it is. Said. Finally, it is just this podunk now town. we can relax and enjoy. And it, exactly. Yes. Now I, I just needed the show to admit that that was yes. dumb. I mean, if, you know, I, I think Ryan Murphy's been listening to our podcast. I think so, too. Well, somebody's been hacking our computers, by the way. Nobody's Somebody named Anonymous our... Dinosaur. Doesn't... You truly sound like Sarah Paulson <laughs> in every episode of Cult. That's not Except a bad for this thing, one. You know? But that isn't a bad thing, because actually, I'm sur- her character is becoming likable. Well, fine. That's what I mean. Because she's yeah. finally stood up, and she's taking a stand, and she's taking action. Like, when she said... like. To Cheyenne Jackson, she said, "You're having an uh, you're, you're, don't let fear control I'm you." Not She's like, crazy. Do I, or, "I'm not crazy." Oh, or, yeah. Do I? Does this look like fear? I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, that was no, great. it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, I loved the scene in the beginning when um, she's on the phone with Ivy as Meadows yes. yelling, "Like your wife's in on it!" Yes. And then she gets a call from the obnoxiously chiseled therapist Cheyenne Jackson, yes. and her first question is, "Who told you to call me?" Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it. She's the kind of the voice of. Re- I mean, we have to rely She's on her now. Almost the voice, like so. No, you I do think it's a little absurd that she didn't that she trusted Cheyenne Jackson yes. at any point in the episode. But another voice of reason that we have this episode, who's now gone, <gasps> character actress Marilyn Winningham, because she was finally the one. Oh, I needed somebody to stand. So up. from past, you might remember her from past seasons. She's um, the mom that uh, was basically raping Evan Peters in the Coven season. Yes. She was the in, maid to Evan Peters. In Hotel. In Hotel. And she was in Freak Show, too, and I don't remember what who she played. Oh, she was the sister to the um, the pinhead. That's right. As the Ryan Murphy likes to say. That's all. She's also doing um, The Seagull. They're doing an adaptation of The Seagull with Elizabeth Moss. Michael Myers adapting it. My, she's... Comedian Michael Myers is adapting The Seagull? No, no. Did I say his name? Not you said Austin Michael Powers. Myers. Not Austin Powers. Serial killer Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise? Shit, who am I thinking of? This is off topic. Anyway, no, but Mayor Winningham and... Uh, oh, Mayor yeah, Winningham. It was such a great performance. It was finally somebody stood up. And I love that when the clowns went to attack her, she was not afraid. She I'm said, what is desperate she... to make an example out of somebody. Yeah, who's Some, Somebody first. make a move. And she said, you guys are a spasm in the process of democracy. Oh, okay. No. To, to what? You didn't like that line? No, I, I love that. I love Mayor Winningham's performance of that line. But okay, so they set up Mayor Winningham immediately as like almost kind of like a like a Jill Stein meets Hillary Clinton stand-in as her character. Like she's sure. she's like announcing her candidacy specifically because she doesn't want to see another liar, like snake oil salesman, as she sure. puts it. Yeah, I don't know what that means. My parents were Reaganites. I interviewed Barry Goldwater for my high school paper. I've seen conservatives up close. You're not a conservative. You're a reactionary. You use fear and the fantasy of a time that never was when people left their doors unlocked. People like Mr. Anderson and Trump are not the garbage. They are the flies that the garbage has drawn. 
It's time that we stop worrying about the flies and we start hauling away the garbage. I can no longer sit by and let another candidacy of fear win another election, which is why I am officially declaring my candidacy for city council. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The deadline for submitting signatures and paperwork has passed. The ballots have already been printed and it's just me and Mr. Leland on them. I'm aware of that. And that is why tomorrow, as soon as the county clerk's office opens, I am filing a letter of intent to officially declare my write-in candidacy. So the monologue is amazing. Yeah. But um, she's clearly set up to be this, like, like intellect. She went to Berkeley. She's a pothead. <laughs> like, her role is very clear in, like, what she is in the allegory. Yeah, so the fact was... that her dying, dying words are, you're just a, this is just a spasm in, in the process <laughs> of democracy. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of, like, no, fuck you, don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I know, but it's, a, it was a, it was a good character, you know? So, oh, it was a, yes. But I guess she had to die for the plot, you know? But And then they post that suicide note on Facebook, and that's what... Oh, that killed me. You know, that was just... That uh, is, I think, classic, like... That's a, something I think American Horror Story does well, yeah. um, is when they kill someone with such a like, ironic finality. Yes. Like, yeah. I feel like season one did that a lot towards the end. Like, um, Dylan McDermott's death was kind of like that, uh -huh. where it's like, ooh, the bad guys really won on that one. Yeah, yeah. When his, um, the, you know, his babysitter that he had impregnated oh, yeah. ghost kills him yes. as he's escaping the house. Like, because when the bad guy wins in American Horror Story, the bad guy really, really wins. wins. You know, rubs it in. And this was back to that, like, satisfying villain win. Yes. Of like, ooh, I didn't want that to happen, but yes. I am enjoying the ride. Yes, yeah. Um, another thing, Meadow had a great it was kind of her episode was it not Leslie Grossman Leslie Grossman oh. it was you know she had a lot to say and it made me think about she was talking a lot about her rage you know and how she feels like her rage is validated suddenly well that monologue is it's okay I, I do want to it's talk realism about it's completely realism it's I'd been afraid for so long. I'd built up a wall of housewives and drag races to anesthetize myself from all the shit in the world. But I hated feeling helpless. I hated myself for being so weak, trapped by feminist expectations. Every day, faced with the failure that I wasn't a successful boss bitch, that I had no loving husband and 2.5 kids at home to bake a goddamn casserole for, that I was nowhere near having it all. And this rage began to build and fester and burn until Kai finally set me free. Great monologue. <laughs> However, it does feel like Ryan Murphy's, like it feels like an old, rich, white gay guy's take on third wave feminism. Uh, sure, yeah. It's uh, just a... I but he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was almost knocking feminine. I mean, then through that the character. Well, I know. That's right. why I say it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a pro-feminist. Not that it need. I mean. Well, no, you're I not mean, calling Ryan Murphy anti-feminist, are you? No. No, because you're not. Because he hires women directors. He makes an effort more than anyone. Yes. To, that, for women directors in this business. And, 
Yeah, I okay. Yes, I acknowledge that. You've actually come for me on this before, and I'm just gonna I hate admit that. that okay, well, <laughs> oh well. Um, but I will acknowledge that it is like I do have this thing where it's like Ryan Murphy is a powerful gay man. I am a uh, powerful gay man, but a lowly podcast. <laughs> Not exactly a boss ass bitch yet. Yeah. Yet. But I I sort of do the thing to Ryan Murphy that I think maybe some women do to Hillary Clinton where it's like, well, that's not how I would do it yeah, if I was, yeah, yeah. had that power. Yeah. And so I, I I do. That. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're not perfect though. One day you'll get there. And neither is he. I still <laughs> And I don't, I don't know that it was, I don't know, the tone was just a little off. Okay. It, but yeah. But at least he's touching on it, you know, better to say something. Than... I do think there is, that, that person exists. Mm-hmm. Meadow's character, I can kind of see her, I mean, it's like, through like a warped funhouse mirror version of that person, but I see that person in the real world. Yeah, they, they exist. A profoundly insecure. Well, that's what I mean. But... Somebody who feels there are women who who get it and wrong. And actually, not just women, uh, Any but one. her character is specifically well, talking about feminism. And well, so it's people kind of... who see feminism as as an expectation, like oh, yes. I'm expected to act this way, and I'm not a powerful, strong woman with a career, so therefore I'm angry. Which is you're getting feminism wrong. You know that's not what it is. And I do think he means it at like all the cult members who have like blindly followed this charismatic bullshit leader. Yes. It is like a criticism of not just Trump supporters, but I think anybody from this past election who was like, that's just the mindset that he's like kind of working with in terms of the type of people who follow a cult of personality. Yeah, yeah. The type of people who see feminism as like a threat. Yeah. Which this character does. Which it does. All of these characters are so fucked up in the head. So You know, I was just thinking of, all of like Leslie Grossman, she's just in love with with Kai and 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 the killing is erotic. I can't call him Kai. It's Trump loving Evan Peters. Trump loving Evan Peters, but the killing is just erotic, you know. And it's oh. all of these sick, sick human beings. And that that's actually a good lead into Ivy's role here. Yeah, we, we see more this episode of like how he convinces her, and it. I appreciate that it at least makes sense that it would start with blackmail in the way that it does, as we mentioned in the recap mm-hmm. that. She he she's done this thing that he knows about, and so he is able to kind of like threaten her into doing the pinky swear fear oath, uh-huh. and then gets in her head. Uh huh. That at least makes more sense as to how this like how did she staunch- enter this world exactly? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, she had troubles with uh her with Sarah Paulson. They we got to see that too. Oh, how that's... Sarah Paulson yes. was the surrogate and not her, and how she could. And this again actually goes back to yeah. like. I, I actually do want to say that feels real. So yeah. you say what the, the actual tension in their relationship was. Well, Sarah Paulson was the one who carried the baby and who birthed the baby. And Ivy felt left out like it wasn't her child. And Sarah Paulson, you know, wasn't helping when she said, I, you know, I need to feed my baby. My baby will not have A formula. rubber nipple. A rubber nipple. Yeah. Like, Sarah, so share I, the kid. I do think that's the one more thing where it's like, I actually, my first reaction was, uh, oh, that actually feels real. Like that's a, what, a real I, resentment. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, I don't actually know any lesbians with kids who have had that specific, I don't, Yeah. it just, from my own, like, first perspective, I just have to admit that it is possible that that is just 
an old gay man's idea of the type of problems that a lesbian relationship would perhaps, have. Perhaps, perhaps. Or maybe it's, it's real. Valid, I'm not sure. I think it's a valid thing. Valid thing. Sorry, I'm not talking to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you just pointed and snapped You're literally at me. just talking, I'm talking to, to the like car. my cat in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, yeah. And, uh... So we also, it was, um, th- there was, it was a, uh, cut. They had to cut it because of Las oh, Vegas. Oh, God, right. How do we not? Yeah. But so the they? shooting in Las Vegas right. happened, I, like, Thursday or Friday. Right. Uh, and then the editors kind of made, there was all these articles online about how the producers were scrambling to re-edit this episode because it centered around this mass shooting. Yes. But it wasn't really censored. It was, there well, was a shooting. That's, yeah. So I don't know. You're like a little if, younger than me, and I don't know if you were watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When no, everyone tells me to watch it, and I know. So it. It, it, it's a fun show. I definitely encourage anyone to watch it. But at the time, during, I think it was the first or second season, there was this whole plot point about how the principal of the high school was secretly a demon. And Buffy had to, uh, like, organize the students at graduation to stage this, like, attack at the school at graduation in, in order to, you know, defeat this demon. Well, then Columbine happened. And so you're watching, I was watching the show, like, as it aired, I was in middle yeah, school, yeah, and Columbine yeah. happened, so it's, you know, horrible. But uh, U, UPN or uh, WB, or I can't remember what it was, wouldn't release the, ep- every week you would go to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and they would just have like a title card, kind of like the one they had at the start of this episode of American Horror Story, saying, due to recent events, we're not airing this. Yeah. And it took, I think, three months before they even aired that episode. Oh, dear God. In my mind, that's, if you don't want to offend or you want to be sensitive to like, you don't air the episode. I sound like a grandpa? No, 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 no. That happens, that happens a lot. There was an episode of Lizzie McGuire where the brother wanted to stay home from school, so he put a penny in his mouth and put the thermometer in his mouth so that it would heat up from the copper. And then when I watched it the next week, because they reran it, he was using a flashlight. So they changed it because, you know, some stupid kid tried to swallow a penny. Was it you? No! <laughs> but I was flabbergasted. I By the way, that is the age difference, because I never watched you, Lizzie McGuire. And I, I saw every episode of nope. Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> By the way, I don't blame them for not changing the storyline. It seems like everything... So we're at episode six out of 11 episodes. Yeah. Everything has been leading to clearly this. Yes. And it seems like everything going forward yes. will be about this. Yes. So there's no way to cut it, but... I, I just think it was for publicity. I, could, I mean, could have been, because I we watched what we thought was the uncensored one, and we watched what we thought was the censored it one, and they were the same. full-on shootings. So, and we might have watched the wrong uncensored one, Yeah. Uh, but even so, if we did, like, I don't, I don't feel like what they did was like, and out of respect, we made major changes. No. It's like, no, you didn't. No, it was, yeah. It, just fine, but... Right. It just, you know, it heats people up, you know, it heat, it, it heat me up, it was terrifying, and, and, um, great gay sex scene, you know, always great, always great. That was, uh, what? That's a good place to end. <laughs> great gay sex scene to us all. Well, I have a feeling that, um, we... 
uh, overshot our 20-minute mark today. Yeah, but, you know... We had things to say. We had things to say. You know? Uh, but that is it. We've That's now got it. We gotta get the We're out of here. We're done. We're fucking done. There are a couple things we didn't talk about. Yes. Such instance, as? Uh, we didn't cover Mr. Leland. The, Who's uh, that? The sad third candidate in the city council race. Oh, yeah. I want to hear win. his views. Yep. Unless uh, there's a real twist. <laughs> Unless he's super... Like, he's uh, too he's racist sudden, even for that oh tone. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, we also didn't cover the fact that uh, the butchery on Maine seems like a terrible restaurant. Oh, yeah. Well, except for their coffee, right? <laughs> yeah. From yeah. Italy. Best espresso in town. Hey, that sounds great right now. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Continue oh. to... Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue to subscribe on iTunes or uh, on SoundCloud and Google Play and Stitcher. Play. We're, Whoa, we we're all over the place all now. Over the globe. Tell Oprah, your friends with Android. Um, and we're on an Instagram too. Do yeah. that. And uh, please leave us reviews. We really love them. Except we actually that, got our first two star review. Two star review from Anonymous. And you know what? I want to hear from that guy. Yeah. Or girl. Yeah. Why give it? Like, just give us one. Well, don't give us two. Yeah, let's like, face it. it was and then true. don't say why. Honestly, that second star is a pity star. Yeah. Just give us. You're just right. Give just us give us one. one. Shut up. Also, it was definitely a straight man. Thank you for listening, <laughs> guys. We. Oh. oh and, and remember, we. we...